Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorne today as your, your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. This is another special episode. We met these two wonderful women at Sherwood Red Fair uh, last season dressed as Lady Loki and Lady Thor. Uh, you've probably seen them on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook with their amazing award-winning cosplays. Please welcome these fellow Ren Fair nerds, the incredible duo that makes up Historically Laced, Carissa and Stephanie. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, my first question is just... I saw that you posted on Facebook that around 2010, you guys uh, started doing cosplays. Was that the first time that you cosplayed at a, at a run fair? Uh, or was there something that kind of inspired you guys to, to do it before that? So 2010, I'd say, is about our origin story as far as cosplay goes. Mm -hmm. um, we had done a few Halloween costumes where we kind of, oh no, but a person came after that. Came out in 2015. Well, we did our first cosplays in 2015. Yes. Yeah, so Renfest was actually our cosplay origin story because okay. we went there in our Lucy in disguise rented garb and kind of fell in love with the fact that everybody was putting in a lot of effort into the way that they were looking. And we were like, yeah, we could do this. We can get something together. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then we rented it. And then from there, we were like, why are we renting this? We should just make it. <laughs> A little bit cheaper, but a lot more labor intensive, I'm assuming, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, you guys, I saw that you're, you're going to um, uh, Heinefall, uh, the, the LARPing experience this year. Um, is that your first LARPing or have you done something other than that? Um, I mean, we've done D&D for a while, but as far as an actual LARP, that is the very first one. <laughs> awesome. So then we can go into to D and D. Do you guys remember your first character? Oh yeah, I'm still a player. <laughs> oh, tell us. Uh, well, mine's Ophirina. She is an elf bard. Mm -hmm. um, I quite enjoy. We're at level sixteen right now, so uh, trying to get to twenty. And uh, we've been campaigning since uh, COVID, actually. So nice. the pandemic started it. I wasn't actually into the D until then, but with um, I got invited to a group, and I was like, yeah, I've always kind of been interested, and did it weekly for two years. And uh, we, we're bi-weekly now just because it's gotten back to people doing things in the group and right. not being able to meet all the time. But I still thoroughly enjoy it. Our DM is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and Carissa? And I started playing about two years before the pandemic. My first character is Tella Greenglass. She is a halfling ranger. And... We still, my group meets monthly, and it's the same group, but I've got a different character now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And uh, sorry about the audio for me, because I'm actually out of town. I'm away from my setup, so I'm, I'm on my phone in my car right now. <laughs> so anything for the podcast. So do you, do you have any D&D-inspired uh, cosplays planned, anything like that? planned for coming up to do? I am currently in the process of making a full OC cosplay for my current character. Awesome. She is Belzori. She is a 
tiefling barbarian. And um, one of my character traits is that in the Feywild, she lost her sense of fashion. So the <laughs> outfit that I am making is the most ridiculous thing. And she thinks she looks amazing. And everybody around her is like, why are you mixing all those patterns? This is a horrible idea. <laughs> We, we actually have uh, uh, Raven. Uh, you met her at, at Sherwood as well. She's a, um, uh, a fairy in my campaign, and she's going to be doing uh, some kind of like smorgasbord of uh, little just pieces of tapestry. She wants to do kind of like um, to make it look like a waterfall. Um, so she's going to just take little pieces and put them everywhere. She wants to, she's the, her character likes to pick up things. And so she just wants to make it look like she's just picked it up and just plopped it on. And that's, the, that's how it's going to be. Uh, so you might get to see that next year. So that'll be fun. That's amazing. So as, as far as D and D, uh, you, you both are fairly new to it. Uh, do you really, what's your favorite part about it? Like, I know as a kid, when I was playing, you know, you got to play yourself. It was great. You know, you got to play with your best self and figure out what you wanted to be. And then as I got older, I started doing the role playing is more challenging. So I played more characters that I found enjoyable to play, but it, it worked me more mentally. What do you as, as players that are adults and starting out new, what is your favorite part of it? Well, for me personally, I think um, coming from cosplay, cosplay, the reason we got into it is kind of that escapism. You got to be someone mm -hmm. else for a day. So I, when I went into D&D, yeah, I put a little bit of myself in my character because it was my first character. But at the same exact time, she is also vastly different and I get to play a different personality. She's a little bit bolder than me. I'm an introvert. She's very much more so like an extrovert, but also very strong willed and things that I aspire to be, I guess. And so it kind of gets me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I'd say that I come from a very similar place. Um, one of the things that I really like with making a new character is not only delving into the personality, but allowing, like I draw my characters when I make them. So I like to go through and be like, this is where they're from. How does that affect the way that they're dressed? And then how is that character coming together in a way that is fully realized? So I'd say like, the role play portion of it is probably one of my favorites. That's Escapism. awesome. Escapism. Be someone yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely a, a more role play heavy. Uh, actually, our last session, we had one dice rolled uh, the whole time. It was just <laughs> role play. Um, and so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, when when you guys are, are playing D&D &D and you guys are changing from character to character or just, you know, from a new a new campaign, how do you guys get into your character or even in your cosplays how do you how are you going to get into that well for this new character that i made i actually went through a random character generator nice and i just oh, we do that all the time <laughs> yeah like i i my friend of mine sent me one that was it was really snarky and the output that it gives you is just hilarious and it's it popped out this uh tiefling barbarian who works at the third-rate brothel in town. Okay. And like, that's never something I would have thought up on my own. And so having something like that is like, okay, well, this is my baseline. This is who I'm playing with. Let's see the fun that goes into it. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, 
I do kind of what we do for cosplay, which is like, as I'm putting on makeup and we're putting on makeup for cosplay, we kind of just like start acting like the character <laughs> and just kind of messing around. Um, and then when we get to uh, the place where we're actually the character, we kind of just like, we mess around even more. Like when we're Thor and Loki, we'll just be like, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we just kind of like start that way. And then we get really into character and uh, it really immerses us in that. That's aspect. cool. So yeah, if you're at Sherwood at nine in the morning before the gate opens and you hear a couple of people making their way to the, the entrance going, brother, you're stepping on my cloak. <laughs> That's probably the two of us. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How long, like, how long does it take you to come up with a new cosplay or how long does it take you to, to build one? <laughs> well, we used to build more than what we do now. We used to do probably once every two months mm -hmm. um, where we we would try to shoot for a con or something and then we would just stress ourselves out with a con crunch. Yeah. I think our most productive year, we pumped out six cosplays mm -hmm. over the course of a year. Wow. And that was very intense, very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of calmed down a little bit um, because we do put a little bit more time and effort into them. I sure. feel like we've evolved a lot in the beginning. We were making things that probably could fall apart after like <laughs> four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even with our Scarlet Witch and Agatha recently that we took to Comic Palooza last year um, and one actually in our category, which we were so shocked by it. it was the first time we did a stage performance and we won um but those just like they were so time intensive mm -hmm. we put a lot mm -hmm. of thought into them and i think those things can go to hell and back because they we put like the construction of them actually are solid and sound and they'll last forever yeah i saw something in uh carissa's uh website that you guys it was like 50 hours of just embroidery and then it was covered by a jacket or a a, a dress piece is yes. that just something that you, because I know it, it says that you enjoy embroidery, but is that something that you enjoy just putting the, the extra detail in? Or is that, was it, was it geared just towards the contest or is it just something that you like to do putting that, that extra effort? So the fun fact about that one, it wasn't even entered in a contest. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, one of the things that I really like enjoying, that's kind of like my decompression time, my way to just let go of any stress in the day is immersing myself in a project and embroidery is one of those things that i'll spend 10 hours working on something and then realize oh there there went the day yeah that's awesome is that is that something that transfers into uh characters that you make do you guys put uh put forth uh effort into making like the grandiose background or are you guys the type that's like i have two sentences for my background and and just wing it from there <laughs> i have a novel for mine i was nice. so into it at first and i would just like <laughs> wrote all this background come to find that the rest of my group did not and i was the <laughs> only one that did but you know what my dm wrote it in and that was the main story that we had so it was great that's awesome and carissa I am also a big backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's, uh, that's fun for me is just the writing aspect. And uh, the, this last session we had, everyone was, you know, it's time to go home. We're all packing up. And one of the players was like, hey, can we talk about my character for a second? And then it was two in the morning. And I was like, man, I, can, I go to work in like three hours. <laughs> so that's it. The, the extra effort does... Uh, I don't know, like mind dump into into a character. Um, I want to try something. Uh, can we come up with an NPC 
group as sure. a group effort. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I love this part of y'all's podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We do it for Patreon and we've been putting it on the podcast a little bit, the NPC of the week. Um, it's kind of our thing. We come up with them on the fly. We rarely have anything planned for it. We just come up with it. <laughs> All right. So, and we'll include a little bit of a backstory. So we'd like you to do do an NPC with us. See what you, see what you think of it. Yes. <laughs> so let's, let's start this. Uh, what kind of race do we want? Let's do a halfling. Well, a halfling? halfling? I would do a halfling. Yeah, yeah. I have never done a halfling and I've always kind of wanted to, but we have a main person in our group that does it. So I feel like I'd be encroaching. So that's why I've never done a halfling before. I love it. So then do you have, do you have a name just on standby for whenever you can do a halfling? <sighs> No, I'm that's the worst part, right? <laughs> when it comes the worst to the name, I'm usually the one who does the random generator just for the name. Like the name is the only thing that I do for that. Nice. Let's uh how about you? Well, halflings are very like nature-based mm-hmm. on a lot of their names. So like maybe something floral. Okay. Yeah. Like hmm. Rose. Rose. Oh, okay. Nice Perfect. How about a last name? Rose Creekside. There you go. There it is. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. I should probably preface that um, we actually went to college together and I was the art director. She was the copywriter. So that's where that comes from. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a good duo. Um, yeah. So let's see. Okay. Rose Creekside. Um, let's make her. Um, let's make her a druid because we'll, we'll stick to the nature theme. Uh, I love it. And she's, uh, I think she's a roamer. She's just, she's a nomad that, that likes to just live in trees and she just hops around, go, goes tree to tree instead of town to town and uh, <laughs> uh, just sees where the, where the water will take her. Thorn, you're next. Okay, now, okay, so Rose, she, she likes to protect the forest. You know, it's her home. She wants to protect the forest. She she goes into town very rarely. And when she does, it's usually to sell herbs and healing uh, plants and medicinal medicinal plants to the locals. But she only sells to certain people. Uh, she'll only sell to places that don't. Their, their building has to be made of wood. It can't be made of the, like any kind of metal or anything like that. She doesn't like metal. Uh, she's very soft-spoken unless... She it gets angry. Then she can be loud, but for the most part, she kind of sticks to the background and sticks in in among the trees. And it's like you know, trying to see the forest in the woods. You just you have to know where she's at to find her. So, Rose Creekside. Yeah. That's Anything a- else for a backstory? I think she's friends with the trans. Ooh, Ooh, for sure. Yeah. She definitely, definitely communicates with them on a regular basis, and they're kind of like also her go-to tribe. Mm-hmm. And maybe her aversion to metal comes from the fact that she had several friends that were cut down. Oh, there you go. Now we have a a, a dark background too. <laughs> <laughs> Motivation. Which, be honest, that's usually where our stuff goes. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing for an NPC. Uh, especially one like this with a, a nice background. Um, we could make her uh, a potential quest giver for our, our story weavers out there. Um, so 
what would be something that you guys would see uh rose creek side uh maybe she's hanging out in a tree and the party passes by what would be something that she would send the party on a quest for mm. The plot hooks. <laughs> the plot hooks. What about finding um, those who like maybe cut down her friends? Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah a revenge quest. Living yeah. for revenge. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. also it could be it could be to find maybe one of the triants went on a quest and has been missing. You I know, like it, it could be to find find a friend. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff you could do with with this kind of uh, a quest giver. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Of, of course. course. I got we, we love it. <laughs> yeah, you, when, you, when you do a lot of uh, DM and when you get to the point where you want to start doing that kind of thing, uh, this kind of stuff, the NPCs that we do and that kind of stuff, it's very helpful because we, we write them down. We use them. We use all of our own stuff. We tell people to steal all our stuff because it's what it's there for. It's fun. Yeah. Was it y'all that had the uh, uh, town recently where there was a tavern and the horses were being taken, the, like the barn was taken care better than the, than the humans? Inside the yeah, actual, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the wayside. That was the, the in, Inverness wayside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was gave us. me a chuckle. I like that town. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that was just us two. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. We you know we got we can we can throw uh, Rose Creekside just outside of of that wayside town. Yeah, I think and... she would fit in great there. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I'm yeah. actually going to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to put that town into my campaign, and I've just needed to get a uh, a group of NPCs together. So that's NPC number one right there. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you um, for for a closing uh, interview question. Uh, we usually like to ask, uh, what would you give a brand new player or a brand in, in this case a brand new uh, cosplayer? What's your number one advice for both of those? Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Just start. Just, just don't wait around like if you don't feel you're ready if you don't feel you're good enough just start and also it's never too late I didn't learn how to start sewing until I was 26 I think and mm -hmm. have very much perfected well not perfected <laughs> oh. no, 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 not too far not too far <laughs> she's selling she's selling herself short she has perfected it <laughs> um, but it is never too late you can start and um, still be I mean I'm past 30 don't want to say how old but um <laughs> but we are too you, it's okay <laughs> yeah you, you can and i uh, passed 30 of... a long time ago so. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it is that uh the community is very accepting and um if you're getting negativity then those are not the right people for the community like it is a very positive community in the cosplay and and D, &D too is what i found mm -hmm. so i i think just it's never too late i started being awesome. being when i was yep. 30 so and my, I got a, I got a last question for you. Also, well, maybe not last, but what was your favorite cosplay you've done? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> your personal favorite. Personal favorite. I have a soft spot for our on Elsa's. Um, that's why we keep on doing them over mm -hmm. and over again. And I just like, 
Anna is totally me. I am Anna and I'm awkward. I'm introverted, <laughs> but also a little extroverted when I need to be. And, and uh, as her character's grown, I feel like I've actually grown the same path. So I, I love awesome. our Anna and Elsa. What about you? Next one. Always the next one. The next the cosplay. Next <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. haven't done yet. That's awesome. Yeah, I understand that completely. That's always my favorite character. Yeah. I have, I've had some, yep. I've had some iconic ones, but the next one's always got to be your favorite. So mm-hmm. well, you're always I understand that completely. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You always improve and you always make, you know, better decisions or, you know, just better expertise. And I think that's one of the things like people ask us, what is the hardest cosplay we've ever done? And for me, I feel like it's a, it's a difficult question to ask to answer because there is a level of skill that you start with when you're attempting things. And then there's a level of skill that you challenge yourself with when you start getting really good. Mm -hmm. And like there's costumes that I worked on before that were incredibly difficult, but now with my new skill level would be a breeze to get through. And I think that's one of the reasons why for me, like always looking forward to the next one, that's like my favorite because I love challenging myself. I love seeing where I'm going to go. You need to keep learning. Challenging yourself helps you learn. Yes. But also screen accurate Scarlet Witch for me. Oh my gosh. That was the (laughs) hardest cosplay ever. There were so many lines. There was so much pressure. (laughs) Are you going to do the the, the multiverse Scarlet Witch? Oh yeah. And it's really just kind of um, modifications to the original one. So that's why, yeah, it's going to be easy to kind of adapt my current one. But yeah, definitely. She's going to evolve. (laughs) Is that going to be a true? No, I no, mean, but we do have our Vikings that are going to that are at Sherwood. We have our Viking uh, Wanda and Agatha, so right. we took a rendition nice. based on the Scarlet Witch and and Agatha to make it nice. So what what's your next cosplay going to be? So our next one that we're working on that is going to be completely new because we're taking our pirates for the competition piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next thing that we're working on that's new is a Anna and Elsa by an artist, Desi Desu, mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a collaboration with another artist called Sunset Dragon. And they came up with these kind of, I don't want to say warrior-esque, although they both have, like, Anna has a sword, Elsa has a bow. Mm-hmm. But it's a original, con- original concept, original design for Frozen 2 Anna and Elsa that we're building or cool. D23. Awesome. And that's that's the nice. favorite anyway, so that works out great. <laughs> <laughs> if we do an Anna and Elsa rendition once per year, I am a happy cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that brings us to uh, a good a good uh, transition, I guess, or segue. Uh, where can everyone find you? I know TikTok uh, is a good one, but what's your, your handle for everything? We are historically laced. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you can either search at historically laced or historically laced cosplay will pop up on both of them. And then I also have a website, carisadesigns.com. I go through and make cosplay builds and record the things that I'm working on, try to share some of the tips and things that I've learned over the years. Awesome. Help people learn from my mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right well thank you again for coming on uh and remember listeners to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied 
What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.